Hi, I'm Sandy Gardner, and you're listening to Late Night Vacuum. Welcome to the Late Night Vacuum. And we are back with yet another episode of Late Night Vacuum. I am Grockies, one of the two hosts here, joined by Tubular Thackeray. Kill me now. That's, that's why I had to say it that way. I, I just, damn it, I, I can't keep the disappointment in my own voice because I enjoy this too much. Stop making me enjoy things. Stop. But I, I, all I'm saying is that if you enjoy me as much as I think you do, we probably need to have a talk off air. Um, There's a reason so, I shaved. <laughs> oh, it's a reason I didn't. Um, hi, everybody. I hope you're well. Um, how are you doing, Grackies? I'm doing well, sir. How about yourself? I'm in recovery mode. Um, we'll talk about that possibly in a second. Um, before that, let's harmonize in three, two, one. Yarp. 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 Okay. Well, you gave me a hammer at the end I wasn't prepared for. Um I hope everyone is good. Uh we are a couple of days late in this recording. Um Grackies had far more interesting things to do and awesome things uh than to spend uh time with us that came out entirely wrong actually yeah it did. yeah it did uh i was let's start again and we'll edit the fuck out of this for the podcast as well um i felt sick i've not been well last week and uh i messaged grackies on friday going i'm i'm a dead man heading home um grackies said that's okay and then you had stuff come up which definitely took it off the cards i don't know if you can say anything about that I can say I had an audition with a performance capture helmet rig, and there were some delays because they, <laughs> uh, the person setting the rig up on people didn't know what they were doing, and there was internal strife amongst the production side of stuff, not with us, the actors, but it made us have to wait a hell of a lot longer. So an audition that was supposed to start at four for me started at seven and ran for a simple audition for two hours. Something tells me I'm going to have to edit a chunk of that out as well. Um, well it's, maybe I have a kind of, I, I know everything's under, you know, agreements, but that just seems a little bit too much more personal detail. I can give that yeah. Okay, um, but we're here, and we hope everyone is well. Um, so, um, Gracules, um, what's been happening this week in Star Citizen? There's been a few things. There's been several things. Uh, we now, we got ATV. Mm -hmm. that, that showed us a bunch of stuff, which they called the player interaction system, I think is what T it was. Which I always think of as touching me, touching you. So, um, wait, is it the player interaction system? I'm just trying to remember. It was, uh, uh, it wasn't connecting the universe. It was, it was a player interaction. Yeah. It was the, it was the main focus. Well, I'm just trying to remember if that's what it's called, because if so, then you're using grabby hands to piss. Don't even get me started. I have an I awful lot of... I just realized that. The acronym would be piss. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, you don't know what you've opened up. Um, the because uh, actually there is something that I I was rewatching the ATV and it did kind of spark something in my head. Um, <laughs> oh, Derek, I'm just reading some of your comments in chat. Um, so uh, I was kind of taken with this ATV, um, and yes, that we are going to be talking about the CCUs, and we'll come to that in a second. Yes, uh, yeah, that's a big one. Um, with the with the uh, with this ATV, I really enjoyed seeing the Prospector, because that's uh, one of the ships I've got coming forward for myself. Mm -hmm. um, and I really loved seeing the interaction system, um, how you can uh, nest in and make like emote selections, and you've got your wingman selection, which I want to know more about. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, I, I like the way that's been mapped. I like how that's fitting with the item 2.0. Uh, but actually, talking of piss, um, uh, I wasn't too taken with how when you moused over things in the prototypes, everything was covered in yellow. Yeah, the yellow highlighting was a bit much, but if it literally learned, looked like everything was covered, everything looks as if it was covered in urine. Yeah, I in think my that's head, be toned down because if we remember how the landing pads initially were for the highlighting, yes, that yes. they did, it was that weird like they just covered the landing pad in this one color, and it was like it, over it over exaggeration to verify yeah, that things and, are working as they want it to. And all the players went, "That looks horrible. Change it." And they went, "Yeah, it kind of does." And they changed it. So they do it for internal to make sure mm. it's working, so they can see it visibly. They just need to turn it off and make it look pretty for all of us. Yeah, you know, yeah. a nice a nice green out line or something would be good and red if you can't interact with it yeah that'd be kind of nice so um a, a lot more kind of granular interactions with objects um they revisited the old grabby hand system um i call this grabbier hands grab your, even grabbier hands um you, you and i have made bad jokes about that um and uh seriously it's very hard to take you seriously without your beard I mean, it looks good like without your beard. You look, you look like. Um, uh, to be honest with you, if uh, there were any uh, legal people um, in this stream right now, it looks like I'm grooming you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing, um, but uh, I'm just really taken by how far they've come. The various things that they were working on, the battery scenario, which I I noticed. Um, so they had this um, scenario where you, you had a box in a, like a, a gray box mock-up uh, where you opened up and took out a battery, saw that the battery was uh, uh, dead. You, I think, jarred, uh, 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 jostled a, a drawer open, got another battery out, put it in, and then you they went back to it and they turned it on um, and it showed like a, a wireframe radar ping kind of thing just to show that I mean, it was powered and working. Now I checked the um, calendar date on the machine that, as we were being shown that and that was the 19th and 20th of January. Um, so that's, so they've obviously will have progressed from that. So I'm really kind of excited to see the kind of things we can interact with come 3.0. Um, what else did you see in ATV that was... Uh, <laughs> sorry i'm just reading chat uh grackies what else did you see uh that you, that took your fancy in the atv reclaimer oh fuck yes yeah the reclaimer oh my god right, that was to, yeah I go to on say it. i have to say it they need to give us a room in the reclaimer with a bunch of chains and like water dripping and stuff because the creepy tunnel areas that are industrial looking versus the sort of shiny white paneled rooms that is like the, the gathering area for everyone around a kitchen table. It's a fucking ship out of alien. It's like, it is. It's like a Nostromo style. They, it is. It's very much that style. And I saw that and I went, give me the room with chains and shit and, and everything. And I will like... And th I, I throw will... a cat in there. Yeah. We can have pets eventually. So let's throw a cat in there. And then because we're not going to have a xenomorph, but they might have something similar in the future. What I want to do is capture a Vanduul and let them loose in one of those ships. Just one. You've, you've played how Fallout plays with pets. Could you imagine... Um, a cat in a reclaimer, what will happen to the cat? <laughs> Why is this recycled pile of scrap meowing? Um, I don't like but, my copper blocks. So, I mean, there's... I don't know. Um, so, so, if you have a whale, right, the whale's penis is massive to the in relation to the body it's just gigantic there's there is a mighty claw on this um that um phallicum symbolum or it, it or, is a bit or, it is a bit or welcome wel wel welcome welcome to the uh f a fist of judgment um 
the uh but the but the other yes i mean it's i mean it's massive uh when you and they showed a piece of video of it um in, in the editor where or in engine where um you, you there's if you know the scale of the ship and you look at the front of the ship there's a tiny cockpit area um and so th- uh, in this it looked like the ship itself was small compared to the mass of the extendable arm salvage arm that's underneath that you know does that yeah um and uh there's a there's a part of me which is like I don't think people fully understand the scale of this beast. Well, this is ginormous. Thinking about it, that that claw has to be extremely long though, because it not only has but, to reach out to grab things, it has to be able to articulate up, back, and over to drop into the back hold to get stuff crunched. So it has to. Oh, I don't you know, think it. I didn't realize it. I don't think it actually does the rotation back. But I mean, if it did that, it'd be, it'd be ideal for space couches. I thought it just kind of grabbed and pulled towards the front of the machine, which does the the ship that does the churning. Does it do the churning on the front? I thought it was up on the back. No, churning's on the front. It's got. Oh, uh, I thought it's it got, had a back hold that would pop. No, the 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 back hold is actually where <laughs> they um, hold the uh, oh, shredded right. compressed metals, that's which right. is why I wanted to use it for planetary bombardment. Um, but uh, just drop. so and there's there's um, an app which I hear is quite popular called Grinder. Um, that I, 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 I look forward to seeing pictures of the reclaimer in there. (laughs) Um, because like the reclaimer gears room where it's crunching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the 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 grinding room. I mean, it's it's that YouTube wet dream of where you see uh, things where like a car goes in a drum a person who didn't, you know, pay protection money uh, goes into one of these large grinding machines and gets just mulched into nothing. Like as if, as if it wasn't even there. And that's what this grinder room is in the reclaimer. Do you you know what the very first thing I'm going to do the moment I'm I'm on reclaimer (sighs) is, right? You're going to invite people to a luxurious party, um, pretend that your ship is an 890 jump, and then they're all going to dock, and then you're going to feed them into the buffet room. Um, no, 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 no. I, I'm going to have the party. Everyone will gather around. I'll stand up on the rail and go, I am a god! <laughs> Shout out to Critical Role there. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Grackies, hmm. we need to create a juice cult. A juice cult? Oh, no. No, no. just think about it. I, I just saw what Pete Gilling said, or Gilling said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will it blend? YouTube channel. We have to take all sorts of in-game stuff. That's that just reclaimer, will it blend? Like, explosives. No. What happens? What we do is we wear white, we just wear white. We talk in simple platitudes. We talk about the joy of ascension. And we get at least 30, 40 people because seriously, we need that kind of number. And we have a special party where we all drink something and we all fall into the grinder with the idea that we can create juice from ourselves, which we can then sell to other people. It's perfect. I mean, if you are. I, I'm okay with being pulped. Good. We can call it uh, pulp nonfiction. Just the look on your face there. That's how I know I did something right and wrong at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're having we're having blood for the blood god come out and chat, which is always good. Um, so yeah, so 
I don't know how much more there was in in ATV because we've actually sped through quite a bit of it, but it was all really focused on the same thing, which was the smoothness of the interactions grabby, and the work grabby, that's grabby, being grabby, done. Grabby, grabby, grabby. We have the Halsey looking really nice. Uh, in fact, I was rewatching it again today, and there are some interior shots that, um, like uh, a year and a half ago or a year ago, uh, would be the only thing people would have been talking about this week um, because they were just so lovely. Um, but of course, other things have happened this week. Yes, there there were other things that have happened this week. Uh, I, th- I think this is where we talk about the CCUs now, isn't it? Yes. <sighs> You and I, you and I had a pre-chat just kind of see where we kind of stood, and I think we're somewhat agreed, but I'm somewhat. I think I'm more apologetic. A bit. Yeah. Uh, do you want to kind of walk through for some people who may not know? I suspect everyone does. All right. So there's a lot of confusion around it, but basically the way it's happening. Is CCUs cross chassis upgrades, so taking a ship from one to another of essentially the equivalent type um, mm-hmm. in value, where you're transferring over. It's instead of having free tokens to be able to do this, which were you were capable of in the past, to make those switches now of CCU of any kind, there's a five dollar fee added on. So just what it it comes out to. Yeah. So so previously. Um, you had the ability to move from one ship to another without cost, mm-hmm. provided that your ships were of the same price. Um, and you could actually buy CCUs to move from, say, an Aurora to a Starfarer, for example. And um, if you then wanted to, you could apply that CCU or you could melt that. That was, that was the system. Uh, if I remember, you couldn't CCU down. No, there was no, no. downgrade CCU from what yeah. I remember. It's equivalent or up. Yeah, um, and as a result, there. Yeah, yeah. So as a result, there's an awful lot of zero CCUs out there. I think one point one million. Let's say one million for this. Um, so one million CCUs, um, not against a million people, but you know, s- several people have quite a few. And it's um, it's almost like a, a reverse kind of LTI in my mind, which is that uh, the, the LTI, even though you don't theoretically need it, it gives you some form of feel-good security around your insurance in-game. And this gave, I think, some feeling of um, security around you aren't kind of locked into your options as much as you, you know, you could, you could flip around and adjust and do various things. Um, now, what that kind of meant is that as, as um, ships prices started to adjust, um, it started to m- mean that I think some of these CCUs started to actually have value to them. They did, yes. Especially um, the LTI token had value to it which was attached to it uh if the zero if it was a zero cost ccu and the ship price went up by 30 bucks then there was value in that so there and there have been some ships who have gone up or are going up by about 200 bucks the big big ones yeah yeah so there's a subset potential subset of um people who are sitting on a ccu gold mine where they could uh uh trade these in and get ships relatively cheap if not massively cheap or it would be advantageous to them to a point where um cig wouldn't necessarily make the money i think that's fair enough to say that that is fair yeah there that was a part of it so cig um their solution to this was to as of a week from now or i think this coming friday is it um there um and yes new let's can i see that but we definitely will be talking about that um they're they're, they're making um this five dollar charge for ccu uh which they're incorporating into the into the prices and i think you get it refunded after there's some kind of thing so they're trying to make it nominally there's no charge but there is a charge um uh 
is an attempt to kind of stop that uh, that that leak. But curb they also said a cut curb it, yeah. But they also said a couple of other things. And I'll, I'll leave it to you to take take from there. Um, okay. So there, there's two issues I've come up with on, on this from what was said. One was they needed to do it for balancing. That was one of the big things that I saw them say, and I went, "Ha, huh?" <laughs> and the reason I kind of went, "Huh," is okay in balancing in in what way. Because it, it was sort of talked about in a way of, well, you know, if, if X number of players have a ton of open CCUs and they all have miners, but then they all decide to switch to cargo ships, then that could throw things off. So if you have a certain percentage doing that and then NPCs are going to be taking up majority of this, but they could start messing with how they're balancing out the NPCs. Now... Okay, maybe this is just the economic system 1.0. So they're using it to balance wouldn't have been the right word there. And it's using it to more direct how they're going to pick which features to work on first as 3.0 fleshes out. So which game systems are going to be the first ones that they do because they all say take about equivalent time and about the equivalent engineering resources to do mm. them. So they have to prioritize which ones are we going to work on first and they kind of got to know what ships people have so they know which ones are going to be most utilized for the players. I could get that. That I would understand. However, if they're trying to balance the economic system around what ships the players have, and they're actually designing the economic system around that, they have already built in a fatal flaw from the beginning, is what uh, uh, I believe. And uh, my, my, my thing to that is that, bear in mind that I am an MMO virgin. Um, so I'm coming from, uh, uh, you know, I've heard anecdotes and I know how things can be gamed, but I've never really kind of experienced it live and dealt with those consequences in a game. Um, I was, I'm kind of in a hypothetical situation where, uh, there's a uh, margin of error fluctuations happening within the economic system and they will have timings for, uh, how long those things can last like a almost like a, like a physics example where if you've got the a, a car and you've got a flatbed where you put the weight in a flatbed will create the wave that will disrupt or you know or keep things kind of stable and they've got that kind of balance point where um if they uh they they know where their tolerances are and they're looking at the scale of this zero ECU, which is a, a million CCUs. And I think, as you and I had been talking about, when there is an when, when there is an exploit, even the even the nicest, well-meaning people will try it just to see to confirm. Um, you you could have a rapid flip, which the system wouldn't be able to handle because it goes beyond their design tolerances because of the scale of it which is However, kind of where i yeah go on yeah that that's where i have the issue if they have that much of a time where their system can't handle it where a ccu flip could cause it so everyone just flips on the ccus and all of a sudden people are utilizing something completely different so they can't handle that <laughs> aspect right yeah when we can get ships in game and have them waiting in a hangar then the same problem exists. Those but ships are essentially a CCU ship sitting there waiting, not getting utilized. The system gets used to us utilizing certain things, and then all of a sudden that switch gets having, on, and then bang, everyone goes. In I can it. see, I can see that, but I'm I'm really having um, maybe it's just uh, my simple brain, but I'm really having a, a a blank when it comes to equating CCU activity, which is a, a pre a pre live um, activity, um, with uh, how it can be dealt with in game, which is you know which we don't know like the length of time to get a ship uh, once it's been kind of purchased. They could put in arbitrary buffers and various kind of odds and sods, um, you know my assumption which could be very incorrect is that within the game they would have some kind of uh, in-game protective procedures around these things which so is like 
the protective procedure would be I'm not allowed to go to my hangar and pick up my mining ship all of a sudden? No, which is if there's a run on mining ships, they're required to be built. After they've been built is the problem. Mm, okay. That's, that's where it is. Okay, so you're designing the system out now. You're looking to mm -hmm. balance the system out now. And you're balancing it based on what players have so that they can't do a CCU flip and all of a sudden cause a run on, on some kind of ship. They have access to a whole bunch of resources, uh, a type of gameplay, a large mm -hmm. pile of people do, all of a sudden that you didn't expect. However, take a year into the game. So after okay. you can buy ships, just a year afterwards, everyone that wants a certain type of ship has them. Now, if someone's, so everyone splits up their types of gameplay evenly, but say there's 1% of the player base that's doing mining. Mm -hmm. Okay. So only 1% of them is out there doing mining. The economy has kind of shifted its NPCs around that. They designed the this, this system basing it around the initial idea that people can't rapidly flip ships. However, a year in, everyone's been able to, at that point, purchase from different systems and get them to hangars. Okay. A large collective of mining ships. They're sitting out there, but they're not utilized. Yeah. Now a couple of large orgs, just a couple, pounce on mining. They're like, hey, this is underutilized. So it goes from 1% to now, say, 10% of the player base, not, not, not actively mining. Doing that, but now 10% are actively mining. Everyone's going to see the gold rush on the periphery, just general players that even aren't part of those orgs. And a lot of them are going to have had access to, hey, maybe I have tried out mining too a little bit. So they kept the mining ship because they do it once in a great while, but they don't do it a lot. They go grab their mining ships from their hangars and then that snowballs up very rapidly because they have instantaneous access to the ship sitting in their hangar, just like a CCU. Can no. the economy that was balanced around the idea of no rapid adjustments, then adjust for players that did essentially what you would do with the CCU because that's they had access. A, well, that's a good question. And I, and I can, from, from that, I'm fairly confident that the CCU thing isn't that, and I can clarify my side as well. Um, now, in my world, bearing in mind we are in pure hypothetical land, in my world, um, I would, if I was CIG, I would have... Um, like a, a total count of ships of certain types. So let's take let's take the Prospector as a perfect example of this, the mining ship, like a light mining ship, and everybody can go and, you know, pan for gold. Um, you then have, uh, say, say a million of those. Yeah. Um, but only 1% of them is being used. Okay, and that's just the, the BAU, that's the business as usual, 1% is being used. Um, what that would hopefully mean is that CIG would know that's an untapped percent potential and would and would have some kind of appropriate scaling and weighting system for when more ships were being used for that task. But the fact is they know those ships exist. They do with CCU also. Uh, no, they don't. A CCU is an unknown ship. No, the Isn't token's it? out there. If the token exists, it exists, it should, right. If the token exists the way they really should be doing that, if they were doing it as balancing, is that should translate into that is the potential ship. The same so as if, if someone has it sitting in their so, hangar. So it. if, well, if I have, if I have, no, I don't. I only have three or four CCUs and none of them are on the money makers. Um, I don't even use CCUs. Yeah. I'm yeah, I, this is someone that doesn't use them. I was having I was having a moment about do I want to turn my Phoenix into a Carrack and then no I got a Carrack so well Wait, first world problems. CCU. I have the Sorry? new fan CCU. Oh oh yes yes you do. Um, so uh, my kind my kind of take on that is that once you can upgrade from one ship potentially to another ship, and I also believe CCUs are giftable. Um, there's actually an there's an exponential potential chain of un, of of uh, potential how one ship can move to another ship that's actually very hard to map. Uh, in fact, since that's pretty much part of my day job, very hard to map, um, which means that there is a high level of uncertainty. Uh, uh, 
uh, Derok is saying in chat, the tokens should all be used before live game release to make things balanced, in my opinion. Well, I think I think that's exactly what's going to be happening. I'd be surprised if uh, um, if they were used beyond. Um, uh, uh, New Lexicon says, here's the thing. Most of the economic activity has been mathematically modeled. Player behavior will be a very small part. If their modeling is done correctly, even mass changes in player behavior should have only a small effect on the overall economic activity unless it happens yes. on a very local scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why it comes to why do they need the CCUs to be pulled out to balance? Balance mm. should not have been the statement there, and that's where I would like some clarification. What do they mean by balance? Either there's possibly a flawed design, or it was an incorrect statement, and they really meant they needed it for a different type of situation, and it wasn't communicated to us, and we would like that communication. Yeah. That is something we ask for. Um, Astron says, I'm pretty sure CCUs aren't transferable. I, I gifted you that news van one, didn't I? Yes. So yes, they are transferable. They are transferable, which is another thing. I don't think CCUs should have been transferable. Mm. That that's another big problem with it. It's it's a CCU for yourself. It shouldn't have been a transferable item. A direction, yeah. yes. A CCU, no. Um, um now I I started to, to oh, what you going to say something, Graki? Sorry. There was another problem that I had with the CCU thing overall. Go for it. And the reason people are doing the ship switching like they do and have as many CCUs as they do to, to be able to do things is because the ships that were given to them, even as an idea are changing so much mm. as they're going through iterations with them and they're changing the flight model is that a player isn't always getting what they were expecting from the descriptions that they were given. Sometimes there are very drastic differences and they want the ability to be able to switch to get the thing they were looking for. As an X300 series uh, flyer, I totally understand where you're coming from. So I, th that's where I have a bit of a disagreement with doing it at this point mm. is they're like we have a million of them sitting out there that aren't utilized well how often are they getting utilized how have you pulled the player base to see if they're sitting on them because you're making changes to ships how you're making changes to the flight model what are they waiting for are they waiting for more game systems to come online to see what they really want to be doing in the verse like yeah they're they're dropping this in now before the players have had a chance to actually feel out where they're going to find their place and I, I get they're doing it as a sort of like to, to curb a mass movement situation, mm. but it feels not timed well. I would get it if they did it, say, after 3.0 and a few of the game systems came online and they're like, all right, we've given you a chance to try some stuff out. On top of that, we're going to be bringing in ships in-universe to be able to get because that's part of the 3.0 stuff yeah. and 3.1 and so on. So we've given you the chance to try things out after this point it's kind of exhaustive for us to keep doing this on our end and keep supporting it. So we're going to have to charge for it at that point. We're going to be adding a fee. I think, I think Same that could have been much better. Um, there's an interesting thing now. I didn't, um, I've got to be kind of careful because this is a, a, I don't want to fully, shall we say name names, but um, I've been in similar situations um, and I want to talk about um an example scenario that I've, I've actually gone through. Um, so a few years back, I was with this um, company and we uh, were a very, uh, tell me if this rings a bell. We are a very successful niche organization, uh, an awful lot of loyal backers, and an awful lot of loyal backers who absolutely loved the forums that we had no not familiar at all no no and uh to talk about the volume we had um talk about half a million oh cough excuse me it's okay talk about half a million people uh uh per week active in our forums Dang. now the th yeah now the thing about these forums is they're as old as time. Um, and as a result, you have people who complain and give recommendations and an awful lot of people who go, 
oh, we can come in and do your work for you uh, because we know better because we've seen forums. Um, but what they didn't see was the huge technical stack and the implications and how systems tied in and all those um, odds and sods. So um, what the then... scenario. Yeah. So what then happened is that we had to make a move and we had to um, move from um, supporting a look and feel of the forums uh, into a centralized way so we could then cleanly move forward and work with a cleaner tech stack because that would allow for uh, rapid iteration rather than monolithic iteration. And we had to broadcast that. You can imagine how well that went down. Um, and from that viewpoint where um, no matter what you communicate, you can't win. Um, because even with the best communication, passion destroys meaning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what you do makes you the bad guy. Then, after a while, everything quiets down. Yep. Uh, and this, this kind of ties into a couple of things, which is um, despite the overwhelming success of what that organization and business was doing, we didn't actually understand our users. Um, because it's so fucking hard to truly understand your users. And there's, there's, um, and I'm always one to veer away from the danger of assuming you understand your users. Mm. Um, you've got to really understand and get things kind of ground out. Um, which means that, yeah, we were, we were, op we were successful, but operating blindly. And yeah, that's kind of how I'm vibing off all of this which is, it was something they had to do. It, they gave a message. Yes, the message, I think, could have been an awful lot better presented. Um, we don't have visibility into the underlying um, stacking conditions. What we do have, we can speak from some form of authority, but doesn't mean it's an authority. We're, we're armchairing it. Um, I mean, this is the kind of thing where I'd love there to be a good old, um, uh, you know, a, a Wednesday subscriber event where we they talk about such things. And the the A shit is connected to the B. Oh no, and <laughs> and we could kind of learn about that. Um, Derek says, "Who can honestly understand users? I'm unpredictable." Mm, damn straight you are, Derek. But I still love you. Um, the uh, yeah, I know. That's a bit wrong. Um, or a bit right. Depends how you feel. Um, so, you know, I guess, what, I guess what I'm saying is I have sympathy for them. Um, and I've seen some Reddit posts where people talk about it's how, you know, they don't care. And it's how, well, they're a business. So they're going to have to operate by what makes the business successful. The truth of the matter is, of course, they're going to need to operate what makes the business successful, but it doesn't mean that they don't and can't care. It it just can highlight that they potentially have gaps in understanding some things, or maybe they know it and it's like, we're fucked, we just have to do it. Um, but how do they communicate that, which is a very hard thing to communicate. Yeah, that I think is where there was definitely some missteps in the way it happened, because it almost seemed kind of blindsiding. It, it came out and didn't it happen in like a forum post, a spectrum post? It wasn't it even probably... part of the main messages initially. <laughs> well, this is this is like um, how how it, how it was shared could have been shared better. Um, uh, a little but... more forewarning too, I think, because it seems like a very short time frame before they're going to pull it. Yeah, we've got we've we 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 have a week. Um, However, they don't want people to go grab a bunch of zero dollar CCUs as well. So it's, it's like. Just why not pull those out of the store so people can't grab new ones, but they get to keep their old ones before it happens? But, but they haven't actually pulled anything, which probably says a lot about the flexibility of that system or their willingness to go, oh, fuck, we're going to take a short-term hit here as people stock the fuck up. Um, but uh, we're having people in chat look at your beardless face I know. I'm actually getting more used to it now. I know. I can actually, um, I can actually look at you and not avert my eyes. 
for those that missed the earlier explanation, I'll do it again. I had a I had an audition on Friday, and it involved a performance capture helmet. And to do an audition in one of those, or to actually act with one of those, can't have facial hair. This all had to go away so that they could do the markups. And uh, yeah, so I had to I had to shave for the audition. You, you know see, what? I if, am... if it's an audition in full performance, at, at the very least, I've now gotten to wear the headgear. It is unwieldy as hell. <laughs> it seriously is it is yeah it, at first it is very distracting it actually takes a little bit to get used and so to, to this to describe it it's the kind of stuff that you've seen on um on atv yeah 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 it's, it's the like the, the p-cap stuff, stuff. Yep. yeah yeah with the you know it's the head mount piece with the markups around your eyes your mouth so you've got to get the hair out of the way that put a cap on you they put the whole helmet piece on with the rigs which is two large metal bars ir lights that sits actually more down here and shoots up at your face and cameras so you can your eye line is actually mm. above it um i'd say it's it's very similar to wearing an elongated football helmet actually if anyone ever played american football helmet mm. it's very much like that so yeah i, ha I had an audition wearing one of those yeah um i i was going to ask you something and i've got completely derailed because i was i was too busy admiring crimson cyclist's name because i think that's a great name uh samuel uh 1981 um uh says well personally i don't have a problem with the five dollar charge for ccu i liken it to when cig charged the five dollar for alpha pass it's more an administrative charge and i'm sitting on four lti ships i plan to ccu when i'm ready um as uh, Dubs said earlier, I just can't wrap my simple mind around the problem. My uh, two cents stroke. That's what I don't the see the $5 is. is a problem. I see the way it was presented as well as some confusion around the whole balance thing as being the issues here. I, I, get, I get the decision for the administrative charge on it. I actually, from a business side, I have no issues with it. I, I see it the same. Um, I, I get... I, I have a little bit of an issue with it from the side that they haven't really fully nailed down their ships or their flight model or the balancing of the ships yet. It's true. And well, no, it's it's it's, it's, it's going to be we're in we're in an igloo or an arch of a of a of a of a bridge. It's going to be the last piece puts in, and then suddenly everything, mm. and then and then all the asteroids will hunt me down. Um, so it's just, still, the, yeah. There are some things I take issue with in it, but not the idea as a whole. It's just yeah. the timing as well as how it was communicated and implemented. And here's the thing. We say this stuff because we want them to do better so that we get more people into the game. There is more positivity around the community for the game so that we have that towards new people coming into the game. And we actually all have a community and game that we love and enjoy. We say things critically, but we try to keep it constructive. We don't say it to go rah, 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 and, and, and jump on the scream and yell bandwagon for the sake of screaming and yelling. That serves no purpose. We all want a good game here. We all have passion for this game. So it's not a take shots at saying for the sake of taking shots at them. It's a say it to try and hopefully get them to look at themselves and improve as they continue to go forward. Because no matter how good a company tries to be, there are going to be missteps. Pepsi, United. Oh, I'm sorry. Something in my throat. Bad man. Um, so there's a couple of interesting things have come up. Um, so uh, Crimson Cyclist says, I think it's an issue of clarity from CIG's side, more than the actual charge being an issue. Um, somebody called Dubla Thackeray has commented saying, um, agreed Crimson, uh, but the question always becomes, where is the line on clarity? You and I might get a bit more info and be happy bunnies, but some may require more. <laughs> where does clarity end? Um, New Lexicon um, says, this all comes back to LTI. If it weren't for LTI, people would be fine with melting and then buying a ship they wanted instead of using CCUs, which I think is partly true, but I also think based upon the flight mechanics and the changes of the ships, it's 
it's not really a thing because when you under the current system you'd have to get a buyback token to buy back your original ship so there's some problems there yeah um but crimson cyclist says uh, i wish lgi was never a concept to begin with um everyone's so bonkers for lti and yeah it's gonna be a convenience thing but that's it it's a minor convenience it's like you wouldn't have to pay all right if you've ever played any mmo out there it's you don't have to pay the 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 charge to get a certain number of you know uh reses or uh body retrievals if, it, if you could buy body retrievals or reses or clonings in, in SWG and so on in bulk, mm. that's essentially what three-month or six-month insurance is. It's buying it in bulk. LTI just means you don't have to pay that tiny fraction of a fee, well, which, as everyone knows in an MMO, doesn't mean jack later on. I, I, I kind of view LTI, I think, very early on was being used as, um, and it's this is going to sound so trippy, but bear with me. It was used as a pre-cargo system declaration for um, realism. So the entire thing that we look at is that our cargo systems uh, are based on physical space, unlike other games where, like, hey, I'm in Fallout, I'm carrying a thousand tons, and I can still take a step, uh, a slow step, but I'm okay because I can do that. Um, but you know, you look at your Deus Ex where you can carry whatever you want as long as it fits in the slots. Um, you've now got ships where the cargo fits, provided it fits. Um, this this point of conceptual realism um, was uh, always planned, but working towards it. But one of the signals of conceptual realism is the idea of insurance for your belongings. And that was, I think, uh, how they were, from a cultural touchstone, setting out the style for what Star Citizen was. That you're going to need insurance because these things are real, and these things have permanence, and these things sometimes don't have permanence when they go boom. Um, and and like so I that cargo you just lost. Yeah. Or, hey, all those fancy yeah. weapons you got overclocked, they're gone anyway with LTI. Sorry. Mm -hmm. So. So for me, it's actually a very early game, simple, simple mechanic to underline realism uh, or immersion, however you want to talk about it. It's also um, called a money sink. And it's also a money sink. But at the same time, I don't think they kind of paid much attention to it. And it's I mean, just... It just exists, and now it's become a touchstone and a mantra. Why is it touchstone and a mantra? Um, it's because people are very passionate about Star Citizen. They're very passionate about what CAG are doing. And what is a way to show how passionate they are? It's to get an LTI ship. Because it's not just the LTI, but it's an intrinsic and unconscious declaration of how passionate you are about the game. It's a status. It's, it's an automatic hug. Yes. Um, and to be honest, I have I have my LTI ships. I know of what I speak. I have been hugged very well, and some of them I are just. Mm -mm. But I think I think that's kind of where uh, LTI has become uh, part of the the bedrock of how we interact with things. It's just yeah. Uh, let's see what's been said in chat. Um, uh, actually, something I saw D Rock say, which is in his opinion, LTI stands for. I'm going to do dumb things with my ship with very little penalty. Be uh, LOL, Benu Merchantmen, Sumo Wrestling versus an Idris. Here's the funny part about that, though, that people aren't taking into effect and they're going to learn very quickly as a harsh reality. Mm -hmm. Ships take resources to build. Factories mm -hmm. need those resources transported to build those ships. Building those things out of those resources takes time as well. When you destroy your ship, there has to be another one that's got the resource. There has to be a factory out there with the resources necessary or multiple factories in order to rebuild your ship. Yeah. Unless they've just got a spare sitting around. And if someone does something dumb one too many times and they've run out of spares and the resources aren't there, you got to sit and wait for your insured ship to get rebuilt. 
it's it's not going to be consequence free so it's like lol i just matched my wait what do you mean the 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 banu guild over there doesn't have any more merchantmen's it'll take six months of in-game time i i have to sit around for five hours what it's a tough one i had lti see i don't intend to do stupid things with my ships um some ships i'll you do i know when i say i don't intend to do stupid things I do intend to take my reclaimer and enter an arm wrestling championship in space. Um, and if we can get that organized, that would oh. be fucking brilliant. Oh, and you know, you know where we'll do it? Where? In that system, I can't remember the name of it, with the black hole, and the loser is going to get dragged off and thrown into the black hole. It's, it's arm wrestling with a severe penalty for loss. Right, okay, so you and I are going to sit down and we're going to watch uh, Sylvester Stallone's Over the Top, and you will note that there is no black holes in that in that movie. They don't show you the losers getting shot in the back of the head off camera. They do- I'm so close to making an anus joke about <laughs> Sylvester Stallone. Um, yes, anyhow. Um, so, uh, I think we've probably covered the CCU stuff. Um, we did. Yeah, uh, but uh, I think for the last thing, we should talk about 3.0 and where we are. The schedule. Yes, so um, we've been looking at the uh, the, the schedules. Um, give me <laughs> the schedule schedule. Um, and uh, Grax, you've, you've, you've want to talk about a few things that you've seen. All right, um, okay. So as we've seen by the schedule update, there has been a little bit of a schedule slip. Now for Evocati for 3.0, we're looking at June 5th to start with June 15th being the end of the Evocati phase, moving into regular PTU, which is looking at the June 16th to June 28th range. However, this is something that I do like. The 3.0 release aim dates is June 29th, to july 13th so they left a two-week window in there for the fact that and i'm really happy to see that because we all know that this is going to be the biggest update that they've done not Mm -hmm. just since 2.0 but this will likely be the biggest one that they ever do for this game Uh, because there are so many different systems coming online and into play this is the the foundation is completely and totally poured and the first few levels of the building are being installed sort of stuff like you the rest of it's just repeat and build on top of um however there was one big one that caught my eye i mean we have things like the mission givers slipped from may 12th to 2nd of june um that was as a big well one. as Levski, which was initially a stretch goal, that went out by from the start of June to the end of June. But they that was a stretch goal, so there's probably priority changes. Yeah, um, it's looking some... like that will be if everything goes as planned. They'll just be finishing that off as we go into PTU. Is that uh, right? That would be as we're coming out of PTU. Coming out of PTU. Okay. Yeah, which is why it's like. Will it come online? Will it not? Because it it basically, Levski is listed for right in the aim date release time window. The the start of that time release window is June 29th. Levski's ETA is June 30th, so. Yeah. Um, Um, Hold on. There was one item that I really noticed, though, that was a big slip. And that one, I think, is what kind of cause some of the other things to get yeah because we were looking at this earlier and uh we were noticing there was a like a large cascade of uh ui um that has slipped by a couple of weeks to a slightly longer i think uh yeah. just the whole run of them and you were you were looking through and you'd identified what was it the entity owner manager went from the 31st of may to the 12th of june now I, I obviously don't know all of their internals, but being able to know development, read between the lines and take educated guess, the entity owner manager being a major core part of item 2.0 and how things interact specifically, it's it tracks entities that are moved around the universe, making sure that they spawn and unspawn them correctly. Um, and it's on hold temporarily due to network system persistence dependencies. So... The network was the initial thing that we noticed originally going, um, 
hey, this this important part of the network stuff is is out beyond the PTU. And I remember talking about it not just yeah. here but on other podcasts. Um, you get around you whole. Yeah, I do. But mm-hmm. I, I was going. They might want to finish the network stuff beforehand because that's kind of a critical thing for us to have. Yeah. Because a big problem right now is kind of you know running at ten frames a second. Uh, it'd be nice to have that. A lot of things probably rely on it, and it seems that one of those items kind of pushed out the entity owner manager from that, which has that a cascade effect. Everything else that relies on it, like you know the kiosk UI, might do that item 2.0 multifunction displays. Um, so different items that might call in in order to get information and come back out if you don't have that piece these pieces can't be done so that one hit this hit that so it looked like there was probably one maybe two things that really took a hit and that's what probably pushed out 3.0 yeah networking is always a son of a bitch to put it very bluntly in mmos i've seen a lot go into beta where the network was just dog and I won't say the second word to try and keep it classy, but you know what I was going to say. Dog, dog. Yeah. Wildstar, Wildstar during its beta had a server catch fire. Literally. I remember fire. that. That was something. <laughs> I was playing in that beta too. <laughs> wow. Your your mixtape is fire. Um, the uh, so, so the thing I was kind of thinking there was... Um, I'm trying not to stop my brain farting because my brain is farting right now, um, is that they were able to kind of move and juggle a few things around. So the UI stuff moving out, they actually put a few other things in. So it's not as if um, uh, there's anything kind of bad in this. It's going to be telling, I think, when we get to uh, the next production update. Yeah, the next update is going to be key. But it does look like a few things did get managed to get pulled in that they could continue working on so it's it's not like they just stopped work they just the the core stuff that we need to have 3.0 in our hands can't be there without some of this other stuff at the top so that kind of yeah. rolls in so that they're going to keep working on other parts and we might get a 3.0 with a few more things in it possibly uh nothing result, huge but yeah resolved is asking um what ships will be flight ready in 3.0 um uh everything that we have plus the dragonfly plus the aquila uh plus the what's the other one uh, i'd have to go look at the ship list it's on here somewhere uh let's see the uh, dragonfly the new cutlass black the aquila the ursa rover the prospector yes oh that prospector, Ooh, that yeah, prospector. that's may 19th that that's it's eta is in a couple days and yeah. they said May 12th, which was when they put the update out. So the Prospector might actually be done this week. Yeah. Um, the, we also, oh, the, the new railgun. We'll be getting that, the Scourge railgun, which is the one that you can put on your shoulders. Yes. So that's, I like, that's I, I look forward to that coming out and stamina coming out. Um, you know what I'm going to use for, for, for Star Marines. You're a bad man. I'm going to use melee takedowns. Um, uh, Crimson Cyclist is posting in chat, uh, and I and I commiserate you with you entirely, Crimson. I feel you. Um, the uh, the actually, I think moving on from 3.0, there there were two thing, three things that, um, or two things that really also took my attention um, of late. One was in this ATV, and one was actually in the ATV. I think of a couple of weeks back, um, I I got unquestionably excited when I saw uh, a suit get a puncture. Yes, or oh, that. Yes, that was shiny. That was super shiny. And I actually got impressed by the takedowns. I think it was in this uh, one. Today, yeah, so this week, they, or this ATV, they did the takedowns, and they actually did the, the two takedowns where I think it was like, no, no, go down, go down. And the other one was, I stab you. And yeah, I stab you, and all the blood leaves your body very fast because blood under pressure pops. Um, which was uh, beautiful. Um, There's the stabby takedown and the knockdown takedowns. I want to use knockdown takedowns followed by a point blank railgun shot. 
you'll just keep walking around going, I didn't ask for this. Um, resolved goals, what caught my eye in ATV was um, at the 16 minute 40 second, sorry, seven minute second mark, the keypad to unlock the armory rack, which I didn't see. Oh, yeah, they were testing out the. Um, oh, shit, yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Locked. Locked. Well, I didn't, I didn't think of oh, that for the armory. I just thought of that for something else. And the hacking. There was hacking in there, too. The first, oh, the first bit of uh, hacking was shown. Oh, I missed that. I must have um, been... I watched that twice. They, they, it was basically a small minigame, and they were running mm -hmm. different scripts. So there was that progress bar, along with how much time that they had that they could be connected safely, and they, they were running different scripts, essentially. It was very much like... Honestly, it was like the EQ2 crafting system. Almost like they could put event triggers in where you'd have to run certain scripts to, like, counteract stuff. And so it, that honestly is kind of more realistic for hacking too, because hacking is not sitting at a keyboard and typing live. It's running a bunch of pre-built scripts that you have to go do stuff and then counteracting it with other things you haven't occasionally needing to type. Not that I know anything at all about what <laughs> hacking is like. You and I have to talk about 2600 at some point. Um, so uh, yeah, and the, the other thing that, I'm now going to be spending way too much time uh, night dreaming about um, from from the recent ATV is uh, the individual buttons on the ship. There are because, so many buttons like power on, engine off, engine on, like, you know, flip this switch to dispense coffee and so Stop reading my mind. I was going flat white, cappuccino. <laughs> um so so for me it's like um i'm i'm a i'm a as people know i'm a two stick kind of guy um so i've got them here um i've got mine here yeah um so from so so from 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 my side of things i'm always about when the new patch comes out when the new update comes out and the key fig changes how do you map and how do i get all these kind of things and and what arcane stuff do i have to work on now i still have this toby eye tracker which i've still not been able to fit into my curved uh, screen because i mean the blue tack can't handle it um, which I need to work on. Um, uh, and now I'm looking at the idea. Oh, see you, Bio. Um, now I'm looking at the idea where uh, you can look around and you can target and what you focus on, you can actually adjust. And now I'm going to myself, wait a minute. If I can look around and I know where all the switches are, I could just push buttons. So now I'm thinking to myself, how many ships do I have? How many cockpits do I need to memorize? Yep. So many buttons. Yeah. All the buttons. Beep, boop, pop, beep, boop, pop, beep. I'm going to be full on caboose in there. I'm just going to hit random buttons and things are going to happen. Um, and so, so from, from me, um, the, the, uh, the thing I'll be looking at is uh, because those could, because those, physical designs of the cockpit should stay, which means that that will actually be more consistent than uh, the ongoing mappings of, uh, of the controllers, one would imagine. Yeah. So I look forward to uh, the next batch of MVPs who actually take um, IKEA-style wireframes of, 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 um, of ship cockpits and identify all the buttons so that we can print them out and stare at them until they go into our brains. Or I'm I'm just gonna voice set all of the, the, the stuff to like control alt binds. So mm. that I can I can I can just do key bindings to voice and it's not gonna interfere with anything else. And it, my voice Ella will do everything for me once I can get that working with Windows 10. <laughs> I hate you, Windows 10. You took Ella from me. Oh, I miss Ella. It's been so long since Ella and I have talked about the next thing we're going to kill. Um, Devoted to Mercury says, reminds me of Red Dwarf. Tell me more of these buttons. Are some of them illuminated? <laughs> yes. 
Oh, I love that show. So, Grackies, um, you uh, baby-faced smuggler of awesome, where can we find you? You can find me, as always, on twitch.tv slash grakies, G-R-A-K-E-E-S, as well as YouTube and Twitter and other sites that I won't mention, but if you search my name on Google, you'll find out. Sexy. And you can find me at twitch.tv slash G-R-A-K-E-E-S and uh, occasionally at twitch.tv slash Thackeray. That's D-O-U-B-L-A-R-T-H-A-C-K-E-R-Y. God, I wish I had a shorter name. And with that, love you lots. Um, lots of things that we talked about to, uh, today. Um, CCU was a very interesting uh, topic. And uh, we'll see kind of how that kind of progresses uh, into the next week, I imagine. We didn't even get talking about the new ship. We'll cover that next show. Yep. <laughs> Take care, everyone. like what you heard please do feel free to follow us we also do video stuff as well and give us a review on itunes it doesn't matter if it's good bad or just indifferent we want to hear what you have to think well not everything you have to think i mean that that could be a lot